Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. SideQuest. Marty Ranson was the dork of Doddsville High. You get undressed in there. His classmates laughed at him. Are you ready? Here's Marty. Where's the They tormented him. Where's the <laughs> And then they went too far. Now, five years later, Marty's throwing a little party. A class reunion. Come on, you guys, let's party. They say he still roams the nut house, ever hopeful of that chance to escape, so he can take his evil revenge out on us all. And he's making sure everyone has the time of their life. I feel sick. He's created a romantic atmosphere for rekindling old flames. And a nice place to just hang around. Marty hasn't forgotten a thing. He's giving them a blast from the past they'll never forget. Marty Ranson is still a dork, but tonight he's getting even. Vestron Pictures presents Slaughter High. Sidequest. Do you think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum? But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminated. Sidequest. Bring some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes, that is better. I'm sick of Fox using one too many movies. No. Don't you blame the movie! Sidequest. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. Okay. Show me. Sidequest. The podcast. You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. SideQuest. All right, welcome everybody to episode number four of SideQuest. And today we're going to be tackling the movie of Slaughter High. And I am one of your hosts here in David from over on Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast. And I'm joined by... It's your man, man, Jake from Doug Mariachi Studios, and I'm representing Guitar Case Full of Reviews podcast, and I'm glad to be with you again, David. Yep, and like I said, we're going to be tackling another slasher film this week of Slaughter High. Now, this one came out in 1986. This is got a trio of directors, as well as a co-wrote this, of George Dugdale, Mark Ezra, Peter Mackenzie Linton. This movie does star the lovely Carolyn Monroe, Simon Scudamore, and Carmine Inacone. I think that's how you'd say his name. <laughs> and then we have, this is a horror thriller, and this was actually made in the United Kingdom, and it is currently sitting on a 5.3 on IMDb and a 2.8 on Letterboxd, with the synopsis is... Eight people are invited to their old high school for their 10-year reunion, where a fellow former student, disfigured from a prank gone wrong, is out to seek revenge. So uh, what were your initial thoughts for this one? Well, first thing I want to cover, man, is that the budget was $2 million. And I'm like, okay, Nightmare on Elm Street was 1.8. 
some of the classic horrors were a lot cheaper than that. So where'd the money go? The money's not on the screen. We didn't even have lights. That is kind of surprising, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, when you really think about it, like, um, there's so many movies that did better with less. Unless most of that went to Carolyn, just because I know she's a, uh, I mean, really the only one in this movie, yeah, that I recognize outside of that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but we can talk about some stuff about Carolyn if you want to. She was 35, but she doesn't even look that old. I mean, I feel like she could pass for 20s easily. <laughs> I, there's no question in my mind. So I think that's pretty cool that she was actually 35 playing a high schooler. But you know what? Um, they do that a lot in these old movies, though, really, if you think about it. They always have high schoolers in their 20s, yes. which is weird. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think that it does work in her favor that, I mean, despite how old she really was, she does look like she could have been like you said in her mid-20s so i mean i can see kind of playing with that a little bit since it's supposed to be a 10-year reunion where they don't really linger too much on the high school aspect of it, like when they're actually still in school yeah and i think it's crazy because everybody else i mean nobody looks super old and they don't do a lot when they change them like for the later scenes but uh <laughs> right. but i don't know i think they did a good job with it uh as far as her the way she looks but also uh she married one of our directors here, which I thought was kind of cool. And I think they're still married. I don't think they've gotten a divorce since the 80s. Wow. I think what I looked up, yeah, that they are still married. I haven't seen anything that they had, like, split up, which, I mean, it's quite impressive just because she, as we were talking, you know, in our pregame here, is that I knew her from a bunch of Hammer films as well as uh, Maniac. And I know she also did some other kind of lower-budget stuff in like the 80s and everything so i mean i have to give her props for you know sticking with a genre like this even after she kind of had some success yeah i guess you don't see it as often but um i don't know her from anything so i haven't seen any of those movies so you're the expert yeah but uh, yeah, i don't know her from anything bro <laughs> but uh <laughs> okay what about our other guy here our other star marty uh i found out that he actually uh, died shortly after filming. Yes, I did end up looking up the information there, and I... I think it was an OD, right? Well, I know that, yeah, that there was um, some of the, I think, I don't know if it was all three or just one of the directors felt really bad, but his mother had, like, reached out and said that actually working on this movie was some of the, like best parts of his life that he would just come home and just talk about it so i mean it's sad that like he's a you know a bullied character that ends up you know killing himself but like at least the movie did do some good for him but it's just you know wasn't enough for him Nah, that's kind of sad though that he passed away that way kind of a ledger thing right i didn't know he looks like somebody else to me that i've seen in other movies but i guess not since he's dead yeah it does kind of you know dampen it just a little bit but Oh, well, we can go to the next one then. Well, I mean, when he's wearing the glasses and stuff, he does have that classic, like, nerd look where I could see how he does... He looked familiar to me, too. So I think it must be he just has one of those faces. Yeah, but let's talk about the Dingle Dangle situation now. <laughs> there's a lot of peen in this movie, or at least a specific scene, <laughs> where we get just full frontal male. You don't really see that that often. Usually it's just the women that, that they do that. Okay. I can think maybe like three movies offhand where I've seen that but is that like a foreign maybe in foreign movies maybe but I don't know well I was actually gonna bring that up is since this is from the United Kingdom I'm wondering if it's one of those things where for them it's not as a big of a deal 
But I mean, I know for me, I run into it a bit more when I'm watching more like indie, like artsy films where they'll just, it doesn't matter. I was watching a movie when I was working at a family video where it had Michael Fassbender and he's completely nude and I was just like, whoa, hey, this isn't what I, well, wasn't expecting this. So, uh, all right, here we are. Yeah, and I think it's it's funny because there is kind of a weird double standard where women always show the front, but the guys don't. Not, not that I'm looking for it <laughs> or anything like that, but I just think that it's, it's interesting that men are always, that's not common. But I mean, that's a fair criticism. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, so what do you, so I don't know, man, like, I've seen several movies with the women doing it. It is a weird double standard, though, is that we can see, and I mean, I think that's a lot of times why they'll have uh, longer pubic hair, because you can get away with more, you know, showing that, so, and that's a way of, you know, not actually showing, like, a woman full frontal, and so, like, but there is definitely a double standard there. Yeah, definitely, because, okay, so, but I guess if you see anybody just pull in front of it, it always kind of takes you aback, though, because yeah. it's kind of something you don't see in movies often, like, uh, I was watching this show called Carnival, I don't know if you were familiar with it or not, but um, uh, the lady goes full front on that, and she does, like, a splits, and shows everything, and I was like, whoa, like, everything. Well, I mean... Just recently, I was watching Return of the Living Dead, and I know in the strip scene in that, they actually have her wearing, like, a harness, so you couldn't see everything, like, full frontal, but, like, you can still see pretty much everything, even though she's wearing that, and they were afraid of, you know, censors, so they tried to do what they could to, uh, you know, censor as much as they could. Yeah, the censors are crazier here in America, like you were saying with the foreign films, they don't really worry about the nudity as much, so... Oh, yeah. But there's definitely a double standard when you think about uh, male male frontal versus female frontal. We love seeing man ass though. What's that about? Yes, yes we do. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, bro. Oh, yeah. Is there anything that stuck out to you in the movie before we really get started? Uh, really, the only thing that I noticed from the credits as it was going is something we kind of talked about in the pregame as well is the score was done by Harry Manfredini, which most slasher fans might know is that he did a majority of the original Friday the 13th movies. And we'll kind of bring this up a few different times. I know in my notes I have it brought up that he does borrow from some of his previous scores as well. And man, this music, the music is awful. <laughs> well, not, hold on, not awful, but. Yeah. It's a stupid score they bring around over and over, and I, don't, I just didn't like it. I thought it made it comical. It felt like a teen comedy whenever they play that, that weird song. That, and it feels like they're chopping it all up. So when you're saying that they got Friday the 13th mixed in, I buy it. I like that part. Oh, I, yeah. But uh, the other stuff, not so much. All right, anything else you want to talk about? We can go ahead and jump into it. All right, well, we start while it's later in the school day, I'm assuming, because there's a track meet that's about to start. And then we end up going inside the school where one of our main characters of Marty is being led by the gorgeous Carol, who I, the way everybody talks is that she's the most beautiful girl in school. But some of the things I picked up is as they're going about this is that it is going to be a prank and that there's no way she's, you know, interested in him. And then we see that there's a bunch of people that are actually in on, you know, exposing everything that's going to go down. And we also get to see as they're walking by that it is April Fool's Day. And something weird, because they say it's a track meet. And I'm like, why is the coach, why come everybody's gone? Like, we never see anybody else in this school. 
honestly, but the people in this prank. So that seems weird. Like, does everybody go to the track meet? Is that a thing that used to happen? Because it doesn't feel like real. It feels like, it feels weird. So I don't know if that's really a thing that people did. But like, an announcement? I feel like it's not a pep rally. Like, you don't have to go to the track meet, right? Right. Or am I crazy? That's what I was thinking when I saw him. I was like, why is he in the school still? Yeah, it's weird. But they do some weird stuff in this movie like that. <laughs> well, then there's also the interesting thing is that I know the directors had no idea that in the United States, we celebrate April Fool's Day all day. And I guess over there, they only celebrate it till noon. So that also makes me wonder if in UK, do they just have track meets during the day where their school just kind of lets out for everybody to kind of participate and not actually finish class? Yeah, because I thought it was weird. I was like, why wouldn't, why would it matter? Because I know at one point somebody says something about if, if we can just make it through the night, through the day or something to 12. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, I know they didn't understand, yeah, the April Fool's Day thing. They had no idea that we celebrated all day and that they only celebrate it till noon. And if you try to do, like, a trip after noon, then you become the fool. It makes sense if you're saying they're foreign and they don't understand our right. the way we do stuff. Right. Yeah, and I thought it was weird. There's a lot of people in on this prank. Like, what what did this kid do to her? Like, this is a big group of friends to be you know doing this this i don't know it just seemed weird like would that mean people be mad at this one guy well not only that but i know a couple of them are very athletic and it kind of makes it seem like well i, I mean i guess not everybody has to run track even if you're athletic but i still kind of thought it was weird because the school doesn't seem that big and i never know who any of these characters we talked about it in the other episode but like there's too many characters and i'll never know who everybody is i right. call the car yeah. guy leader guy uh, main chick, I know Carol's name, but I don't know who any of these people are. So later on in the movie, like, I lose track of characters' names, and we go so quick from high school to the future that I just never know who anybody is. Yeah, I think Joe's the car guy. So I just don't know why they why they didn't just cut some of these people out. I'm trying to see if I have it in my notes who the um in my notes I have it as Joey is the is the football guy, the football guy as well as the car guy. Yeah. And did he do something to him? Like, why are they messing with this kid? Is there a reason? Did he do something to him? Like, we never understand that either. Right? I know at this first prank, I don't think there is anything. I think it's just because he's, like you said, a nerd, and they just want to pick on him just because they want to be a bully. So they end up going to the girls' locker room, and Marty doesn't want to go in, but Carol does convince him. And then this is also kind of part where I notice they had... I thought the whimsical score fits here just because of, you know, what they're trying to do. But then they have a scene where they both go into different showers and while they're there is when everybody sneaks into the locker room and then they end up revealing once he's naked and I know they're chanting, uh, where's the beef? He's completely naked. They're taking pictures of him, but they also have like a handheld camera because they're actually videoing everything that's going on as well. How would they have a camera though? Like, would that would they have that kind of money? Feels like they shouldn't have a camera. I know my family had one, but they're not readily available. Like they were five, six hundred dollars at the cheapest back then. That's what I was thinking. So like, why would these kids have access to a camera already? That seems weird. But I mean, because nobody seems like overly rich or anything, so. But I guess it's just a convenience for something that happens later. 
keep getting us sidetracked. And then I know also part of this prank, they have um, a bar where they have like the towels hanging. They've hooked up, I'm assuming, like a car battery or something. So it's been electrified. It seems like a lot. Like, why would that electric <laughs> electrocute a kid? Why? That just seems like way too much to do for this kind of thing. Like a prank? Like, why are you doing... Why are you doing this much? Like it seems like one of these things would be enough, not, not to go crazy and do all this stuff to this kid. Especially like if he didn't do anything to you, like, why would you? Would all these people want to bully him and do this? All not not, maybe two or three of them, but not all other people. Like ten people, no way. I just think they, I, there's no real good reason for it. Are we told he's a genius or something? Like he's smart? Any he winning an award or something? Right. And he can't see past her? Well, I mean, even after That's everything really, goes down, he's still convinced that she She doesn't like him. you, bro. Like, I don't think she... You need to understand. You'd be smarter than that, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> but but he goes for it anyways, man. But yeah, he was in a lab or something, right? Yes. Like, he was going to get an award or something? Yes. Yep, because I know that's where he ends up after all this. Yeah, and then the janitor walks up, and he doesn't even do anything. He's just yep. kind of looking in the window, and then... He, right. I think eventually he goes to get help, but why come he didn't stop it? I mean, I can't blame him too much. I mean, if I was a janitor, I'd probably just be like, I'm just going to go tell somebody else. Like, this isn't my job. Like, I'm Well, I mean, I guess he goes and tells the coach, so that's doing something, but that's not. At least stop it or, or just walk in and be like, hey, <laughs> hey. I mean, I would just be upset if they're making more work for me, so I'm with you. It, it. <laughs> <laughs> I give it. But just say stop. That's true. Leave that boy alone. Like, say something. Do something. But now he just goes and tells the coach. But I guess it's yes. better than nothing, but still, do more than that, bro. Yep, yep. And then he blames Skip as the, they call he calls him a jester, and he's also considered the ringleader of everything that's going on here, which is kind of interesting going back to what you were talking about, is that he seems to be friends with everybody, including, like, jocks and everything, but it's weird that they would have this guy who is, you know, kind of the class clown as, like, their leader, I guess. Yeah, because usually in these kind of movies, the leader's not the jester. The jester is usually a side character. Exactly. So it's weird that they would make this guy be the, like, the comedic guy. He's usually more stoic or either. Right, he's usually that, like, friend of, like, the jocks who are the ones that are kind of in charge of everything. Yeah, but he's never usually the guy, the boss. He's usually just a comic relief that they get to do stuff to make them laugh, so... It is kind of weird that they did it like that in this movie. Yes. But um, let's keep going, man. Let's keep going. But it seems weird because he's going to get in trouble here. And, like, all the, I mean, all of them are going to get in trouble. But the coach is going to make them all do the same workout? Doesn't that seem weird? Like, why, why would they all be punished the same way? Well, I mean, going from what you're saying here is I find it weird. Is like this feels a lot like the scene from Carrie where they're having them be punished with like physical activity and kind of go what you're saying that they're making them do the same exact workouts for both like the males and the females and in the scene when they're all doing push-ups together and they play that stupid music again <laughs> it sounds like a like porkies or something right, right and then they're all doing it together like why would the men the, the boys and the girls all work out and I do the same so like push-ups i don't think they knew our culture like this seems weird like that doesn't seem like how how it would really work like I feel like the girls would go with the female with a different workout and I, I don't mean sexes or anything but I mean I feel like that's how it would work especially back in that time period 
opposed to now. I mean, now it would be different, but back then it wouldn't be like well, that. Well, not only that, but I feel like if I would have gotten in trouble for a prank like this, they're not going to have me, you know, do, like, workouts or anything. Like, they're going to give me, like, detention or I'm going to get suspended. Yeah, some kind of detention makes way more sense. Yes, exactly. Like, why would you <laughs> right. do this? But I guess it makes sense because they really didn't know, they didn't know our culture at all. I mean, I, it kind of felt, it fit for me here only because they are not athletic whatsoever. Like, I know, like, Carolyn Monroe is literally doing, like, hip thrusts instead of push-ups. They're, like, the girls are, like, humping, they're, like, humping the air. Like, they're punching. <laughs> it's with me because they're, like, humping the air. Like, what are you doing? That's not even a real workout. Some of the guys are even doing weird things where I'm like, what are you doing right now? Like, that's not, like, an exercise. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. But um, then we get the scene where, is this leader guy's name is Skip? I think you said yeah, Skip, Skip, right? Yep. Okay, so he's gonna throw a brick yeah, in the window? That he breaks the window and then pretends like a brick was thrown What through. is that? The co- What is the coach doing <laughs> to where he can't see what's I, happening? I, I, He's like looking off in the distance or looking at the track meet or what is he looking at to where he didn't see the brick come through the window? Yeah, not only that, but you're going to send him to go find who threw it through the window? And why would you send him, the class clown? Yeah. That doesn't even make sense either. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's a, that's adds to the comedic nature of what they're doing here. It's not serious. But then it switches tone to a real serious movie again. So it's like, it's kind of weird in some parts, the tonal shifts. And the music choices are weird at times. Yes. Well, because even before he goes in there, I forgot about this, is that some of the guys who are in detention give him a joint. And while he's trying to do his experiment, he, you know, fires up the joint. And it looks like they didn't, they put seeds in there. And those are popping. I think so. Like, I've never experienced that. Okay, that seeds will pop, but they're not going to make your stomach hurt. That seems like weird. They put something in there, I think. I don't know what. But I, rem- I remember my mom telling me that if you put seeds in there by accident, they would pop because of, like, the heat. But they would just pop. They wouldn't... It wouldn't make your stomach hurt. It'd make you go to the bathroom. So they did something to it. I don't know what. Okay. Yeah. The only thing I could think there is he's probably not used to doing this, and it's making him feel sick because he... They could have. That could be another thing, is that it's either he's not used to weed, so it's affecting him where it's making him sick to his stomach or they could have i mean i wouldn't put it past these guys to lace it with something so it makes him sick and why would you even be smoking weed right now especially with Chekhov's <laughs> nitric acid at the top on his wobbly shelf like and, that, and don't do that if you're going to be doing a chemistry experiment where you use nitric acid and don't put the lid back on it <laughs> it's gonna fall off and they want us to yeah. know it's gonna fall off that's why they keep showing it but why well, store it up there? Yes, on a shelf that doesn't. Yes, that doesn't seem very sturdy. That <laughs> it just doesn't make sense <laughs> at all. Well, it just seems to me like they are doing a lot of things for movie convenience and just hoping that you'll just kind of brush past it. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But these movies are always like <laughs> with that convenience factor. And what did he put in there? Is that cocaine? I don't know exactly what he put in there, but I'm thinking it could be something as basic as, like, baking soda. Because I know that, like, if you put a base into acid, it'll mess with it. But I don't know if that's what they're doing here. But I know. But would he know that? He's in, They're playing him like an idiot. I don't think they would know that. Like, they wouldn't know how to mix bases with acids and all that. I don't know if he would necessarily have... Yeah. 
I feel like if somebody yeah. told him, he does put something in there. Yeah, but I feel like it may be coke or something. Because I don't, I don't think they would know. Oh him. no, I don't think he would know it. I could see somebody telling him, like, "Hey, go put this in there." Yeah, I guess that would make more sense. Maybe they know somebody. Yeah, I could put a. I could see them knowing something like that. But I feel like they would have told him to put a little bit, not all of it, and he put all of it. And why would they not think something like this could happen when you're messing with like an experiment? Because they're dumb. Like I don't think they Actually, thought ahead. There we go. Yep that that makes more sense. Is that they just had no idea that they could do some of these things that they just did. Yeah, it's a prank gone too far, I guess, uh, but it's... I could see that, yeah, because he does seem like a jerk. Yeah, so it is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's, it's plot convenience. And he didn't know what a third meant. Yeah, they told him to put They told him to put a third of it, and he just poured it all <laughs> like an idiot, but <laughs> it's, all, it's okay. That's what happens. Yep, and then, well, the experiment, when he comes back, doesn't go as planned, which causes a explosion that leads to him being caught on fire as well as getting hit in the face with that giant jar of acid yeah check out acid we've been waiting for it to fall and it yes. finally falls off and it just explodes and burns up and he's this is kind of a gruesome scene yeah. actually it seems like a superhero scene or something like he's becoming a hero and why are these kids the only only people in the hallway watching this Everybody else at the track meet, I guess. I forgot about that. I'm, I'm assuming so, unless once they saw that ambulance roll up, they might have started coming. Back. Yeah, every, everybody's dedicated to that track program, <laughs> which nobody would be. That wouldn't happen. This is movie con convenience. But um, <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Really good at track. Yeah, but that's kind of stupid because, well, we'll get to it when we get to the end of the movie. But I don't know why they would do that. And then I guess Carol's gonna be our. Our partner character, who we're going to follow. Well, I think they're playing a little bit here is that it ends up being a nightmare that Carol is having. So I think they obviously knew that he survived. and But I think all of them being around and seeing everything is just the nightmare. Oh, actually, uh, let me let me throw something in. Um, because I watched it on Kill Count, this thing uh, on YouTube. Kill Count, yeah. And they put the kills in a different order. Yeah, we can throw that in here since it's... It seems like some cuts might have it in a different order than the version that we saw. If that's not, and I don't know if there's different cuts of the movie or not, but they put it in order where the doctors, I'm going to say it now, the doctor, there's a scene where he killed, Marty uh, kills a doctor and a nurse, and that happens before this dream sequence is over, or I mean, before we conclude the dream sequence. That happens. So, and something I thought was weird, <laughs> when we... When we're in Carol in the shower, like, she, there's no water coming out of this faucet while she's washing her hair. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I didn't even. And I don't know why there was no water. Like, I don't know if, um, they just didn't want to get water on the camera or something. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But there's no water coming out of this faucet at all. The only other thing could be is that. Nothing. It's dripping. <laughs> they probably, I could also see steam being an issue and not wanting her to be subjected to, like, super cold water. So I'm wondering if it could be something along those lines. And then she's not even wet when she comes out of the yes. shower. So has there been any water running? Yes. I don't think so. I noticed that, too. I had that in my uh, in my notes that she d comes out of the shower being pretty much dry. Yeah, what's her job? Because this house is incredible. Yes. Our, I don't know. I don't know if she's an actress or a model. But she never, she hasn't made it yet? That seems really weird. I do believe it's her house. To have this incredible house. Uh, 
I agree. Yes, because, yeah, her... Well, the one thing I was wondering is, because of how good-looking she is, I'm wondering if she's a model that wants to become an actress, but she doesn't want to do a horror film. Maybe she didn't want to do nudity anymore or something, and that guy wants That's... her to be nude in this new movie. Okay, that would make sense, too. I know that it's it's something like that. I cause, Yeah, they do say that she hasn't had her big break yet, but I think she's been at least semi-successful doing something. But this house is impossible for her to... Oh, yeah, he is. He's great. Oh, and her manager or whatever, agent, whatever, he's a scumbag. And they make him to be a scumbag. Yep, sure does. And he's, what about my percentage? What about my whatever? He's he's garbage. But, Which is uh, actually interesting is because Carolyn Monroe refused to do nude scenes. So it's kind of ironic that her manager in this movie or her agent or whatever would be trying to convince her to do that. Well, I guess it makes sense, though, because... You know, she doesn't get naked in the... We don't see her naked in the shower at all, so... It makes sense. Yes. Yes. Yep. And we get a naked scene later for no reason. That's a good point. I think... I really think the only reason they did the shower scene with her is only because it allows her friend to sneak into the house. And she's doing something where she's preoccupied. So we can get that false scare. So we get that jump... That fake jump scare at the beginning. Well, not the beginning, but at the beginning of this yeah. scene. Well, then we kind of shift over to where she says how she's going to go to her class reunion. And then we get an awkward scene where one of her other classmates are hitchhiking on a random backcountry road, which I'm sitting there going, why would you be back here trying to wait for a ride? Because that road clearly looks like people don't like go on it all that often. And like, where is she coming from? Is she coming from far away? Or like, I don't understand. Like, why she... How we far? do not. That I recommend. I don't remember. Do we know? We never know? Like, because where is she hitchhiking from? Has she been hitchhiking the whole way here? Right. Or did she come from not that far or something? Yeah. I don't know. We never... I'm never clear on that. But yeah, that's, a, that's not a good idea to hitchhike on the back roads of town. No way. That's what I'm wondering. If, like, she had, like, hitched a ride and then... I mean, I guess she could have walked to get at least part of the way there but it's still weird yeah it's it doesn't make sense but a lot of stuff in this movie is not gonna make great sense they didn't they didn't really worry about those details i don't think i think they were more worried about well they weren't worried about lighting either so i don't know what they were worried about <laughs> to be honest with you yeah but um yeah it's it doesn't make sense that she would do that and then our main actress is gonna just drive right past us i thought she was our pointed character but she's just gonna drive right past us out of the scene until we catch up with her later at the school. And I don't think this is how a, is this how a um, reunion works? Like, I've never been in there in mine, so I don't really know how it works, but I feel like it doesn't work. Like, I feel like you would have it either at the school or you'd have it, like, at a restaurant or something. Like, I don't feel like you would go back to the school. And then it's not even everybody. It's just this group of friends, which is kind of weird. So I don't, I don't know. Have you ever been to a reunion? I know, like, for mine, I went to my five-year, but we have not had one since. So, like, I only went to that first one only because I had just graduated college and was I had moved back to my hometown and there was nothing else going on that day. Yeah, I've never been to any of mine. So, I'm, I'm coming up on my 20 this yeah. year, actually. <laughs> so I've been out of school for a long time. But okay. with the COVID stuff, I don't think we're going to have – they're not going to have anything this year. But, um, uh, okay. but yeah, it was supposed to be 20 for me this year. I'm a little older than you think I may be. <laughs> and, I mean, if it makes you feel better, this should have been my 15-year like reunion. But 
we, yeah, we haven't had the, we didn't do the 10 year one, so I don't know if we'll ever have it. <laughs> <so>. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but, um, and what do these people do for a living? Like, we don't really, do we ever know what they do? So it's like, would everybody, I don't think everybody would, when some people have to work, when they have something else going on, like, what do these people well, do? Well, it's funny you bring that up, because I was going to bring that up is, I know one of the friends named Carl is in law school. I could see the rest of these people. They all kind of seem like they peaked in high school, and I could see them coming back to the reunion because they really don't have any other thing else to do. And so are these the people that just never left town? Yes, like, and I think those tend to be the people that actually show up to the reunions as well. They're saying that someone left. Do they do they interact with each other? It's weird, right? I I think so. Okay, because it felt like he was going from an interview or something like I don't know. It didn't feel like with this car he had. It didn't feel like he had a career. The only other thing I I don't have anything in my notes, so I don't have I don't know if they necessarily came out and said anything. I feel like he might be a salesman of some sort, just because he does. I mean, he does have some like charisma. But I don't think he's, like, great at it. Yeah, so he's going to try to give her a ride. <laughs> he picks her up. But then his car dies. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Well, tries why to did he turn the car off? <laughs> like, that was weird, too. Like, why turn the car off to get somebody a ride? Yeah, I don't know. That's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. And then we get some friends from <laughs> that pull up behind him, and he's going to get him, to, this car guy, he's going to get him to fix the car for him. And he's like, I can take care of this for you. And then all he does is he ends up towing him. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so you yes. can fix it there or what? Is this the car that he's working on later in the movie? No, he ends up working on like a lawnmower. Oh, no, okay. It's a lawnmower? <laughs> yeah, I was never clear because it's so dark. The lighting is so yes. bad in this movie. I just lose track of what's going on. Oh, no, this movie is very dark. Like, they... They didn't do very good with lighting. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying, because there's other movies with less budget. And there's even a scene where a guy picks up a flashlight, and I'm like, light, light, light to people in the movie so we can see what's going on, or light the scene or something. Yes. <laughs> so we can tell what's happening, because there's scenes where there's just complete darkness, and I have no idea what's happening. I just hear audio. Well, especially when it's nighttime and the storm rolls in. It is very hard to see some of the things inside the school. No, there's a lot of scenes where you can't see anything. While they're yes, exploring yeah. the school, you can't see anything. No, nope, I had the same exact problem you did. I don't know if it was just the Tubi print or what, but it, whatever they got on Tubi, but it was dark. But let's go ahead and jump back in. Yep, so they, they end up getting to the school, and this is where we get to see that somebody is inside watching them. And then... They go up to try to see that if they like the door is locked, and then this is immediately where I'm like, why would nobody think this is a setup of some sort? Yeah, because if the door is locked, there should be people here. You wouldn't be right. It's just them. Yeah, you wouldn't be here just in an abandoned school by yourself. That doesn't even make sense. So why would they still try to go in there? Why wouldn't they do what Carol? Or we're in the wrong place. Yeah, or in the wrong place. But Carol suggests they go have drinks, which is what would really happen, I think. Yes, yep. Because the school's locked. Why would you try to break in? Why not just find out where you're supposed to be? Oh, that's that's what I would do. Yeah, because... Now, because this is here where... I think it's Skip is the one that kind of talks everybody in that he wants to break into the school and just kind of see, you know, what's it like inside now that everything is closed. And I know around this point as well as when over the... 
radio is that they know a storm is rolling in. Yeah, and I think, again, this is a reunion. Nobody's here. Nope, nobody. This is this is a reunion, guys. Yep. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. But all right, we're going through the school, yeah. and the only light is when we turn on lights. We're right. going to go to a room, and we'll turn on some lights. What's also interesting here is where... During the scene where they, I think when they break into the school is where they actually start playing the Friday the 13th music. And then they actually took a music cue from Friday where there's like a like a sharp note that'll hit. And I actually think they reference Jason Voorhees as well during this scene. Okay, well, it's probably not a good idea if that's a better movie yep. than this one. Yep. Don't reference better movies. That's not a good idea. Yeah, same here. I, <laughs> I'm with you there. And they end up deciding that they're going to hang out in this school until the storm passes. And this is where it gets weird because, like you were saying, they go into a room that is set up for a party. And there's a bunch of, like, food and drinks. And their lockers have been moved from where they normally were to be in that room as well. And there's a lot of stuff here, but there's no ice. We're just yeah. drinking cold beer. I mean, we're drinking warm beer. That seems... Weird. And it's also kind of creepy is that they have personal items in their lockers that went missing and that's where it's located now. The moment that I found something that I had lost, I, I'd be gone. Like, this person clearly has, like, stolen something from me and put it in this locker. So he, he, he spent a lot of money on this spread. No, There's a lot of stuff That's here. the weird thing. Uh, Jester, Skip Guy, he took credit for it, right? I think they end up blaming him yeah like but I, I i know he didn't do it oh yeah i don't think so i think it's marty that is yeah he's just taking this. credit for it so he can because he wants to be like a big shot or something like that right yeah for yeah sure. that makes more sense he's trying to be a big shot but yeah obviously marty did it that's why they have it they he did stock it very well yeah it's well stocked but there's no ice anywhere <laughs> right and this school's abandoned so we're just drinking we're drinking warm beer i don't even really like beer but i definitely don't want warm beer <laughs> Warm beer would seem like really unappetizing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they start to party. We get our first look at Marty wearing the Jester costume. And then Carol and one of the other girls goes to the bathroom where Skip and one of the other guys scares them. And then they meet the janitor who is now the caretaker. And then he scares them. And why is he here late at night for no reason? But why would you be there at night? Right. Yeah, there's no reason for him to be here if he's the caretaker. Does he live here? Because when the, some stuff's gonna happen later, maybe maybe think, think maybe think maybe he's hanging out. <laughs> like he doesn't have nowhere else to go. Yeah, because we got a bed, we got a tub, stuff that shouldn't be in the school. But he's got it all set up, I guess. Could have been he put all this stuff in himself just so he could have a place to live until everything gets torn down. Yeah, he's here at night checking on these kids. At night. And he's going to let them be here. Yeah. <laughs> then, well, the first person to die is actually the caretaker. Yeah, but he gets killed here. Oh, yeah, he gets hooked on the door. And I think it's weird, like, we talked about this in a couple episodes before. Yes. When they give the person superhuman strength. That's literally, yeah, I have really strong. Yeah, what's the point of that? Why Why can't he choke, slap, choke lift him up I with one hand? I'm fine with giving somebody, like... When you no longer have, you know, like your conscience to stop you, I can understand being a little bit stronger, but there's no way he's going to, like you said, choke this guy, pick him up like that, and then just hang him on a hook, 
and yeah, you couldn't do that. Like, but I hate when they do that in movies. Though. Like, he's not superhuman. Yeah. He was already kind of a skinny no. dude. And not only that, but he's been in a hospital bed for a good portion of his life. Yeah, he's burned up. So why yeah. would he be able to? <laughs> he's all burned up. So, and he's super strong. Did he lose his nerves or something? We don't. We're not told that. So I don't know. So was this revenge for? Like, because he saw it and didn't stop it? I don't know if Marty saw him or not, but is this his revenge for that? I think it's probably that, and that he's and, he, and he's there, so he's just kind of killing anybody that kind of gets in his way. Well, I mean, yeah, he's the only one down there, but still, maybe that's why. Yeah. Did he get an invitation? No, he lives there, so I don't know. Right, yeah. Yep, so they end up going back to the room where there's a party. We realize that it's April Fool's Day, and... At first, they get Skip with the prank where you uh, have him put a quarter on their nose and try to make it into the funnel and then obviously get him with, you know, pouring water down his pants. But then what you were talking about is the character, I believe his name is Ted, and he shows his prowess to chug a beer. I thought this was weird because... But are the beers randomly spiked with acid, or all of them? It must be just... Because everybody's drinking beer here, yeah. right? Like, everybody has a beer in their hand. Only can be one or two of them might have acid in it, but you're right, because I know in my notes earlier, like, there's a bunch of, like, they're all drinking, they're all, like, smoking, and then some people are doing, like, coke. And they couldn't have spiked everything, right? Like, only the the beer? Or is it a random bag of everything is, is messed up? So, like, it can't be everything because everybody would have just died like immediately. They don't have anything in like a cooler. They don't have, like you said, like a big bowl of ice. I mean, I haven't been a warm beer guy since I was like underage and that's kind of like, gotta get what you can get. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, whatever you get your hands on, that's all you can get, whether it's warm or not. Right. <laughs> you're sneaking them, so. But yeah, I just think it's weird that there's no ice at all. That seems weird, but. Okay, so this guy's gonna chug the beer and it. <laughs> This is not what would happen if you have acid in your stomach. I feel like it would come out of your mouth and you would be like foaming at the mouth and like other stuff would happen besides an alien like death where your stomach comes out like a monster's coming out. I don't think that's what would happen really. Well, the one thing I will say is that he is doing a shotgun, which if you can do it the right way, you actually don't taste anything, and it literally just goes right down into your throat. Wouldn't you taste so, the I mean, acid? I feel I like guess you would it's taste a possibility it. that he could, if he was that good at shotgunning, that not notice it until it's way too late. Like the first drink, you would say it would taste like you're drinking liquor or something. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it did not feel great. But I feel like he was making faces while he was drinking it too, though. Well, that's the other thing is, like, I don't think it would get to his stomach that quickly. So I think it'd be more of what you're saying because it would end up eating through his esophagus. And I think that it would also cause his lungs to start filling with blood because, obviously, they're, like, right next to each other. So I feel like he'd be coughing up stuff as well. Yeah, he wouldn't just be, like, <laughs> having the alien attack. That's not, that's not what would happen in this scenario. But I think a lot of it is going back to what you said earlier is that we have three directors who also wrote this is I feel like they probably had like a brainstorming session like, hey, what effects can we make and how can we like do it? And I bet these guys are just like, oh, we could have like the guy's stomach does this. And so like, I think that might be it. Yeah, I can tell, man. It's like, yeah, we can make it work. Yeah, they probably just said, what effects can we make work? 
and this is one of them, I guess. But I feel like three directors, three different movies. It feels like three different movies to me. So I, I really don't know. The right, the writing is like. But I feel like there's a lot of cocaine I mean, on the table in this movie. It's like, if you think about Canon, like Canon was I mean, fueled by cocaine. It feels like when you see those movies. So maybe there's some cocaine on the table for this movie. I can neither confirm or deny that. So. <laughs> Seeing some of those canon films, yeah, I believe that was probably their business plan. All right, now they try to flee once this all goes down, and this is where they realize that they're locked in, and that. Oh yeah, and they remember when, uh, when he drinks the beer and his stomach explodes, it goes all over that Asian-looking lady, which I don't even know oh. who she was earlier in the movie. The blood gets all I, over her face. I put her because her name is Shirley. I have that in my notes, and I actually put down that she does look like she might be Asian, or at least is part Asian, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Rem I didn't remember her from earlier in the movie, honestly. But like again, there was too many people. I don't so. think so either. I think she's somebody's wife or girlfriend. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that makes more sense because like, there's already too many friends that we yep. don't know. So why not add more people we don't? Yep. Know? And then. This is where they realize that there is electric fencing outside of the windows, and she ends up, Shirley, instead of trying to get out of the place, decides that she's going to find this bathroom that, for whatever reason, has a working bathtub inside of a dilapidated school. Yeah, not, not only a working bathtub, but it's clean. A clean bathtub in a school. An abandoned school. Uh... I don't know. I don't know why it would be there. Is it the caretakers? Why does this school even have running water or power? The only thing is, I could think is that Marty maybe had set up a generator because he was going to do all this, but... Man, Marty... That's the only... He's doing a lot because he's putting I food... 100% doesn't He's make stocking sense. up the food and he's doing all this. That's too much. He shouldn't be able to do all this. Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, but that's, that seems like a lot. It just doesn't make sense you would do this. I don't even recall a shower curtain, so like she's literally just gonna get. But in, in the there. middle of <laughs> a middle of, of a killer trying to get you, you're gonna take time to take a bath. Wouldn't you like wash your? I think you would wash your face, maybe wash your arms and your head, maybe wash your hair, maybe. I just like just with water. If I was covered in blood, I feel like I would have. If I found a bathtub, I would have turned it on. And like literally just kind of jumped in with my clothes on to wash the blood off myself. So I'm shocked that she decided getting nude was the next choice. Well, I mean, this we needed a a titty shot for no reason. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. We gotta have a titty shot. So let's just put her in the tub in the middle of this movie. That wouldn't happen. No. <laughs> Why you need to take a bath right now? I couldn't. I couldn't do just that. Just gets in and has a nice time. Yeah, she's just chilling. Why? It doesn't even make sense. When he's trying to get to the car, you can't see anything. It's weird because one of the guys does sneak out of the window, tries to get into Carol's car. And how did how did how did Marty know he was gonna go to the car? But you can't see anything. So like yes. yep. put a light. I don't understand why you can't have a light. <laughs> Where did the two million dollars yes. go? Because there's no lights anywhere. Only when we get to the main scene, so I don't know, it's kinda no, there's a lot of it like that. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. And it almost makes you wonder if that's kind of how they intended, but, like, I don't know why you would do that, though. Like, there's... 
Well, the other thing, too, is that they're saying how a storm is rolling through. They could literally just flash lights to give us... Yeah, like little flashes of what's going to happen. Or like see what see before it happens. You could do you could do that where if you don't want to show everything leading up to it, because you could build suspense with that where you have a, a a lightning flash, you see him you know crawling out to the car or whatever. You could have another one, and then you see the jester in the background where you could kind of play with that if they decided to use like even that as like a thing. Yeah, that would be a thing in a, in a better right. movie. That would be a thing, but that's right. not this movie. <laughs> right. So we kind of get what we get, but. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a cool death, though, that we get in this moment. It'd be nice if they could set it up to where we could see what's going on in the movie, and we could anticipate things because we could see and look around, but we can barely see the characters. We can't even, definitely can't see the environment they're in to get any kind of suspense. Can't get some lights. Can't get some lights. So, I, I just don't know why they made that choice. Because there's lights, obviously, in the movie, so they could have done it. They just didn't. But, I mean, you also have to see what you're, you know, what you're showing on film. I mean, if you were going to do it like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, they did it well, not having, like, they used it well. So, you can do it well. They just, they just didn't do it well in this movie. Yeah, I mean, that's... Well, that movie has one of the greatest jump scares that ever got me when they... When the brother and sister are out in the, like middle of nowhere where it's like pitch black and he's pushing you know she's being pushed in his wheelchair and then Leatherface appears out of nowhere when they turn a light on and see him like that I remember as a child like I thought I was gonna have a heart attack like it, I was terrified yeah when that, when you do it well like you can you can do that exactly. but in this movie yeah. we can't even see what's going on ever so <laughs> right. so it, I, this is not Texas Chainsaw Massacre at all he ends up getting stabbed like through the back seat oh yeah he gets stabbed here and it looks like a sword or something right? i'm not sure what he has what is this weapon is it a javelin what is it oh uh, i wonder if they broke off of something off of one of the like fence or like one of the windows or something so it's kind of like something almost like rebar oh okay that kind of makes sense but it looks like a sword when he stabs him with it because we get a close-up <laughs> yeah right well then they also do here is that the car does start up after the guy's dead and then he ends up setting up that guy's body where he puts the car lights on it and you can see him hanging from the fence and then we switch over to the bathtub scene where the water turns red and at first i didn't know if it was supposed to be hot and then i realized that it is acid that is actually pouring out of the faucet. And again, Marty set up some way to get acid through the pipes. How? I'm not sure either. How does that? How would that work? How would it not right. corrode the pipes up and melt? Right. And how would you know somebody's gonna take a bath? <laughs> yeah. How would you know that? That's the something that really threw me. Like, how would you even know somebody's gonna take a bath? What I'm starting to wonder is, are there a bunch more like things that he set up? just in case somebody used something in the place and we didn't get to see it because they just didn't use it. So he's like a jigsaw before saw type <laughs> deal or what? Yeah, That's yes. what it seems like with all these setups. Or he's got a giant Home Alone house here. Just a bunch of traps. <laughs> <laughs> Home Alone. <laughs> he's just making all this happen and he's like waiting. Wait till these guys get a load of me. Oh no, that's not yeah. right. So he's just rigging all this stuff up and hoping what, I guess he knows them, so he's picking... How would you know that he's going to take a bath? You wouldn't know that. Right. And, um, yeah, so, like, this is a good effect. Yeah, say, this is all good effects, I feel like, here. The only thing I didn't like was the time lapse that they did on her face to show, like, it melting down to being a skull. 
just because it, I, that's way too fast, like, it wouldn't work that quickly. But, I mean, overall, I thought this was a really cool thing to see. Yeah, I mean, she kind of looks like a fascinator when it happens from They Live, if you think about it. Yeah. Where her face kind of looks. But this is one of the better deaths yeah. in the movie, though, I think. Because we get a acid bath, and yeah. she just melts, like, really quickly. So, I don't know. It, yeah. it was it was one of, it's not my favorite death, but it's probably my second favorite death in the movie. Right. We're gonna yeah. get to my favorite death here in a few minutes, though. When we get to that um, that bed scene. <laughs> For sure, I. This is where the person shows up late to the party. Oh, which, this is the friend. Yep. And I know Skip is yelling to her to try to leave. Now, this person does come into the school, and this is where we first get the image of there's a door that has Marty's picture on it, and then here we don't see necessarily what happens. We just see hands coming out of it. And then I know from here is where one of the guys says that he thought he saw a tractor when they came in, and they're going to go down there to try to fix that and try to use that to bust through doors so they can get out of here. Now, see, I never even understood there was a tractor down there. I thought it because there's even a part where a dude's going to have the flashlight, and I'm like, I think so. even a character says, like, right. somebody in the movie says a line, and I like when this happens. When somebody's like says something and it's your reaction to the movie and I'm like a character says I can't see I can't see anything or something like that and I'm like me either I do remember that line now that because I was because I feel like I had the same reaction I was like yeah me too man like I wish I, <laughs> I can't see anything either so we're in the same boat <laughs> as you in the movie uh, this is the weird scene where I have it as Stella is coming on to Frank, who is not her husband, and claiming that the child that she has is actually his because of prom night. Yeah, this is weird because that, that intro scene is so quick. I really don't understand that they're a couple at that point. And this whole subplot of her having his baby and married to the other guy, that's, that's too much for this kind of movie, right? The movie, I think, is just trying to... I guess cut the corners on a lot of that stuff but then they but it doesn't it doesn't make sense though because we never get to know the characters well it is because like i have no emotional connection so like no we don't like we don't we don't know any what's going on with anybody we exactly. stay with carolyn so quick we right. don't know or carol right i was like i didn't even know you had a child yeah i didn't no idea <laughs> so why would we even know they have a child why would, why would we need you went to the same high school right <laughs> yeah this is weird so like, why did they? Again, cocaine. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I'll say that. <laughs> yes. And they they thought a little too much about the stuff that didn't matter. Right. Because when they're having sex, is when everybody who's below them is like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this again. They're back at it. Yeah. So everybody knows they were item except for the audience. Like, let the audience know. But I guess everybody knows and they're okay with it. I guess. And nobody's gonna tell any tell her husband when he comes back up. I guess not. That's weird. I mean, I can understand the guy's not saying anything because like bro code, but like there's girls there, like they're gonna rat her out immediately. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> let her know like, hey, something's going on. Yeah. So I I don't know. I just think that's weird that they that everybody knows. Somebody. Yeah, yeah. somebody would tell. That that doesn't even make sense. But um, yeah, let us let the audience know what's going on. Yes. I think that's probably better. Um. There is, right before that, is Joe gets killed after he's fixed the lawnmower enough 
that Marty turns the blades on and then, yep, he starts cutting his arm, which I thought was kind of cool to like make him like lose his grip on it. Yeah, but again, I didn't know this was a tractor, so I didn't understand how heavy it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I thought he was holding up a car or something. And I feel like it would just kill yeah. him like that, so why not let it crush him? But I guess cutting his arms is a cool way to add some menace to it or make it make it more scary okay. for him or more intense for the audience. I don't know. Well, what throws me off is they call it a tractor, and then when I first saw it, I was like, that's tiny. Like, you think that's going to have enough, like, horsepower to drive through, like, the wall, like you think? You'd have a better shot at just, like, kicking it down than this thing driving through it. Yeah, because when he's under it, it does look really small. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't, what are you thinking about, man? Like, Fair enough, know. fair enough. <laughs> but I didn't even know, I didn't even understand it was a tractor, so. Oh, this is a moot point. I didn't see a tractor either. It's a moot point because <laughs> I didn't even understand that's what we're looking at, so. Turn on the light is my answer to the question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Turn the lights on so we can see what's going on. And now I think we're getting to my favorite death after this. We're going to get to the what I called electric orgasm in my notes. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we are at that death now. Where we're going to get the, get with them, the couple. Um, and I think they just finished having sex or something. When there's, did they just finish or they were doing it and they stopped for some reason? It was something weird. Yes, well, I know. She's kind of mocking him or something. Yes, well, because the first one is that he didn't perform up to the standard, and she is because she starts mocking him to the point where goads him into them having sex again. Okay, okay, I remember now. I got you. Okay. So this was the second time. It was. But yeah, we're going to get my favorite death, and we're going to get my favorite line, because as they're going in, in on it, and I they're going in on it, um, <laughs> <laughs> we get the line that, what does he say? Yeah, we get the, cause it's like, my okay. So when I saw this scene, my first question that I had when we got to this point was, did she finish? Yeah. Because, yes. <laughs> like, she says right before the electricity comes on, she's about to come. So, did she finish? Did he finish? Like, I don't know what what's going on here. Did we, did we know that? <laughs> well, I mean, I know he did the first time around. So I mean. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's the electricity and all that. I don't know. That's your final your final way to leave. I guess that's not too bad. Well, like, then she has the old go. face when we see her and she's being electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, so I think she did. Him too. I don't know. He falls out, kind of. So maybe they both did. You may be looking at one of them uh, the people that choked herself and then, but sometimes they die. Like we're probably looking at something like that. Oh yeah, the. Uh auto asphyxiation or the auto erotica asphyxiation yeah yeah auto asphyxia or whatever i will say though that is actually more accurate to electrocution deaths than you get in a lot of movies because it is more of that where it would end up just charring you until the electricity ends up shutting off or like um or it trips something yeah she got real burn up her face is all burned it'll up. probably be your whole body not just yeah it wouldn't just be your face yeah. it'd be your whole body well, the one thing is that it would end up burning her clothes onto her body. Yeah, that makes more sense than it just yeah. than it just burning her face only. But she's not wearing clothes either, so. Yes. yes but yeah, this is. is my favorite death. I thought it was a really well done scene. Uh, it is. Really, and it's yeah. humor, and we get the horror from Junior Saw. 
right. Maybe so. Pre so. So what was your favorite dance like? Which one did you think was your favorite? Um, I would probably end up being torn between the acid or this one. So like, yeah, these were my two favorites though for sure. Yeah, that acid is probably gonna be my second. Probably gonna be my second favorite. Just because of the effects and how they do it, those two, and anything past this point isn't great. Nah, I think those yeah. are probably the best effects we're gonna get. There's some other stuff that's okay, but those are the best ones. But yeah, when she says that, I'm about to yeah. come, and then she just flip the switch. That's um, incredible. From here is where they start to look around to try to figure out what's going on. And I know I have in my notes that they find three of their dead friends. And then I know Skip starts yelling, calling out Marty. and and Yeah, we get a weird scene here. Okay, yeah. What's the line that you were Okay, so... To? He's gonna be like, "What are you? What are you waiting for? Come and get us!" Like, and um, I know what you did last summer. Oh, this yeah. is where they got that line from because he does that same thing. You remember that movie? He did the same exact. She does the same thing on that. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. That actress, oh, but she name? does. She does the same thing. <laughs> are you talking about Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yeah, yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's. They do that exact same scene, so that's where they ripped that off from. It makes me wonder. I didn't even put that together, but you're right. He does. Yeah, they definitely jacked that that part. Right. He wants his revenge. Oh yeah, and he says the line. <laughs> Skip's like, "Well, if we can just make it to noon, then then they'll be okay." What? What? What does that even mean? That's that's not what would happen. That's exactly what I was gonna bring up. That's the next part in my notes. Is in the you like this is the weird thing is that I in my notes was like, what does midday have to do with anything? The UK tradition is that April Fool's Day ends at noon. So he thinks that if they can survive till noon, that he won't kill them. Which I don't understand why that logic is there, but that's what they're trying to play with. Yes. Yeah, like that's that doesn't even make sense. Like that's why I was confused. But like you're saying, it's a foreign movie, and they had different rules for April Fool's Day. Exactly. But I would. I mean, yeah, that wouldn't make sense in America. Like he could kill you anytime. So I, I, that line threw me off, and he's like, I just think it's weird that like these directors and writers that nobody thought to be like fact check that you got three directors in three different movies like you could get one director to be your quality control and nobody realized <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess they didn't have google so they didn't know that you could check and see what the uh that the holiday is a little bit different over here. yeah you couldn't google it back then so yeah i guess so yeah there's a lot of stuff you couldn't do so maybe is that why we got the movies we got in the yeah. 80s probably right <laughs> yeah because they didn't know but yeah but Obviously, <laughs> that's not what would happen. Oh, for sure. And then from here is where Nancy, who is the other, like, there's only three characters left alive at this point. Is she the one that gets kicked in the septic tank or whatever? Or whatever that pit is? Uh, yes, yes. She's the one that, she blames them for what it is. And I mean, I agree with her to an extent, but I also feel like she probably was there helping and this is where Skip says he's going to stay awake, but ends up falling asleep and ends up getting up and leaving the like ladies alone when he does wake up. But we do learn that they're one hour away from noon. And then th this is where Marty takes him, ties him up, and then hangs him. And then 
And I just think it's weird that he goes to look for the other two, like, ladies from there and allows Skip to, you know, this almost feels like a James Bond type move where he puts him in this trap and then he gets free and then is able to. Yeah, we learned that in um, Zombieland. You always got to double tap. And you can't just leave him here hanging, like, doing that. You got to double tap, bro. Yeah. And then he, like, lets him swing to where you know he's going to fall off and, and not be That's there. That's kind of what I thought they were going to play up with, too. Yeah. Oh, this is where the movie gets really rapid fire from this point. Because this is where the two wake up. Well, what ends up happening is they start to look around and all the bodies are gone. And then they end up going into that room and the video of the prank is being shown and they find a yearbook and then Nancy sees a line through hers. And I don't understand why you would freak out and then just run away because this ends up making her an easy target. For yeah, because she's like, oh no, I'm next or something because she sees that line and yeah, that's kind of stupid. Like why run away? Like stay with everybody else. Right. Just stay together. Yeah, just wait it out. If... 12 o'clock's the deadline. Just wait yeah, they've been keep saying it over and over again, and then she just runs away. And then she ends up getting outside, and we see that the Joker is following her, and then she ends up falling into, I don't know if it's muddy water or if it's a septic tank, but she falls into... I thought it was a septic tank, but I could be wrong. I mean, it looks like right. septic stuff. And I do find it odd, too, is when she's trying to climb out, I think that pipe is hot. Because I keep hearing like a sizzle, like yeah, she's burning like her hands, hot. and then no, like well, she does a couple times where I feel like she takes her hand away from it. But then you're right because when she grabs it to like pull herself up, it doesn't seem like it's doing that anymore. It's supposed to be hot, but she's just holding it like it's not right. Yeah, like kind of like the bathtub thing, right? Yeah, like we don't know how deep this is. Like she gonna drown in it, or I don't, I don't, I don't well, understand. Also, yeah, I think it's weird as she climbs up and then he just like puts his foot on her head and then pushes her back into the pit. And I'm like, so what's stopping her from climbing out when you leave and her just like leaving? <laughs> yeah, you would think so, but they didn't write it like that. So, so we just have to assume she's dead. Then I guess that she drowned in septic. I mean, I guess if she gave up eventually, she could, but, but they don't show I think that. with how she's been going so far, she could easily just leave when he does. Yeah, I would just wait. Because you just climbed out once before, you can do it again. <laughs> right, yeah. i just wait till he leaves and I'd climb out and leave and just run. <laughs> yes, because then this is where we get what I kind of consider, like, the lead-up to the climax, because Carol ends up finding the caretaker hanging, and then she goes to hide in the locker room. And while she's in there is where... That's where he got the swirly. And this is where the toilet starts to bubble. And then she tries to, like, flush it. And it starts to overflow. And this is kind of, like, what I consider, like, the slasher thing. Where you end up finding all the bodies are being staged. Until she ends up finding that door with uh, Marty's picture on it. And the jester comes out with a... And she attacks him, I think, with a baseball bat. Yeah, this is a really long, really long scene, too. Like, this chase scene. And then you say something about some improv, improv, that this was an improv scene or something? Well, I did end up reading that this chase scene wasn't supposed to be this long, but when they were filming, they realized they didn't have enough footage, so they end up extending this out so they could get a little bit more time. So they did it to pad it out. It feels improv, because all the stuff that happens is it's too long. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yes, because when she starts running away from him, the light bulbs start to explode, and she drops her baseball bat, which I was confused as to why that, and then she does pick up, like, a hatchet somewhere, 
and ends up on stage where Skip appears out of nowhere, and in a panic, she actually hits him in the face and kills him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was pretty hilarious, because, like, he just comes around the corner, and she just catches him. She's so scared, she just catches him right, right? in the face. <laughs> that was incredible. I thought that was a pretty good death. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because I, I didn't expect him, I knew he wasn't dead, but I didn't expect this to be his death at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I was like, man. But, yeah, this that was well done because you expected to be the killer. She expected it. So Right. I wonder if this was improv, that he would die this way. Yeah, I thought that. They did really well there. But this is also a part where I'm annoyed is why does she keep leaving her weapons everywhere she goes? <laughs> yeah, she does drop it. <laughs> you had three different weapons. Why are you dropping them every time, lady? What's your problem? Take it with you. You never know what could happen. Your killer's chasing you. It, it does feel out of place, though, that we left her for so long in this movie. Oh, yeah. We're back on her as the pointer character, and we joined back up with her, and we started kind of with her. So it's it's kind of a weird thing that we joined back up with her. Yeah, because they got all three movies they wanted to make. Like, it's obvious there's three different movies here. We got uh, Marty's movie. We got the slasher movie. We got the comedy. So I guess Carol's movie is the... Is one Marty's so three different directors and they just let's let's make each movie at one time. That's what I feel like they say. It was all a mess in the editing room. Somehow she ends up back on the second floor again, yeah, and then ends up being knocked out of the like the gym uh, on the back onto the gym floor from the second story. Yeah, I don't know how she got back up there. Like that's weird. Like she's she's moving around a lot. So yeah, this is super improv. Oh, where they're just cutting and adding scenes. Right, must have been. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, I don't know why she was doing that. There's some hilarious parts. Like, there's a part, like, where uh, he runs toward her and she just throws him out the window. Oh, yeah. There's so many times that she could have done more damage and just decides not to. Well, because then this ends up biting her because she gets, he gets up, chases her to the showers again, and this is where Marty finally reveals that it is actually him and that is we get to see his disfigured face, which... I didn't think it was that bad looking. Like It really wasn't. It just looked like a little burnt on the side, but it really wasn't. Yeah, just with a little bit of like... Because somebody has a line that he's unfit for, what did they say, human company? I'm like, what? It's really not that bad. So what are you talking about unfit for human company? What does that even mean? Yes. <laughs> I think the skip that <laughs> says that earlier when they're reading everybody's, when they find everybody's stuff, I think he brings it up. I've never heard that in my life. That's weird terminology to use. <laughs> and not only that, but like, that's also the time that Skip says that, um, oh, what was the line? Is that it couldn't be Marty at first because he is locked in the insane asylum and just screaming, wanting to get his revenge on them, which does end up playing back later as well. Is it a javelin that she has? That he has? Because she throws it at him and doesn't even hit anything. That almost makes me feel like the original idea was that they would have, she was already up there, but then because they needed to pad the time is why they had her kind of running around in circles. And it's here where Marty's gonna kill her with the javelin, and then things get a little crazy. We, we, we get that third movie jumping back in again. Well, this is where it kind of gets weird because then he starts hearing all the people that he's killed calling out to him. So then I was wondering like, wait, is he gonna be haunted by the ghosts of all those that he killed? But this is where he wakes up in the hospital with the bandages, bandages still on his face. Yeah, that was a really weird scene. It felt like kind of like Rob's like a Rob Zombie movie, like a House of a Thousand Corpses or something, where we get all these really weird, this really weird imagery, and I'm like, 
What kind of movie is this again? This is the third director's movie part now. Yeah. He gets to I, put yeah. his little input and make a different movie. Because this doesn't make sense. As you're talking, I'm thinking of like Lords of Salem, where like it becomes that weird trippy music video. Yeah, and all his movies, not all of them, but a lot of them do that. And those are the yep. ones I don't like the most where I think Halloween 2 was like that too. Where it just gets really crazy yep. at the end and you don't know what's going on. <laughs> but this movie, I'm like, what what kind of movie are we... The killer is going to be hunted by the yep. people he killed. And they're just jumping out of everywhere in groups. <laughs> like all these he did. all these zombie people. Yeah, he, he did. So it's it's really weird. It's, it's a really right. weird thing to do in a movie. So we got our third director gets his, his spotlight. <laughs> now I wonder how the rest of his movie went. Because we're at the end... <laughs> We're at this weird scene, but I don't know. I don't mind. Like, I think if they would have went like the straight slasher way and actually kind of developed the ideas a little bit more and actually kind of developed the characters. Because, I mean, I tend to enjoy slashers more when I know the characters and I can connect with them. And it gives me some sort of like care if they die. Yeah, but, well, we don't know anybody in this movie. <laughs> So they didn't they right. didn't care about that. And I mean, I could also be fine with if the movie they're going for here at the end is that like everything that we saw is Marty's dream, but like I think you need to do more than what we got if you're going to play with that idea. You can't just cuz it feels like a cheat the way they give it to us here. Yeah, cuz it doesn't make sense that this would all be a dream that's premeditated. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Premeditation? I don't know what we're talking about, but yeah. our premonitions or something? What are we talking about? I don't either, because so, yeah. I think it's a cop-out. It is a cop-out, because it makes everything else, like, it's going to happen. That's why I like the killer, yes. the, the kill count thing I was talking about, because they put put that scene earlier, and to me it makes more sense that he would kill the nurse and the doctor and escape before that's all this happens. So I think that's a better no, way to do it, so they should have left really it like that. Point, yeah. But having it at the end here, it kind of makes the, it changes the theme again, and it makes it weird. Like, is there going to be a sequel? Is there a sequel to this? I don't know. But I feel like they're making, it's like set up for a sequel when it's not necessary. When this is right. really what happened yeah. at the beginning. I think it works better if that's the way it is, though. So is there anything else you want to talk about, man? We're at the end of the movie. This is Slaughter Hyde. Um, Marty kills those two, and that's the end. So is there anything else you want to talk about? Before we go any further, we can go ahead and get those reviews going. I, say, I think I kind of went through everything that I wanted to, so I think we're good to get into the ratings. Oh, yeah. One more thing before we end it. I forgot to talk about this. Uh, that weird scene at the end where he's peeling the skin off his face, but it's like in a really slow flame frame rate. Oh, yeah. What was that about? Like, I didn't really understand I, what I that was for. Do you know? I mean, it's cool and all, but it's a really weird scene. I did like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was, uh, they did slow it down. I don't know what that was setting up or what that was supposed to, just to know that he's crazy or, I don't know. Yeah. But okay, I just wanted to add that in there, man. We can jump into the reviews if you're ready. All right, man, you want me to go first or you want to go first? I can kick us off this time. All right. Um, well, for me, for acting, I really came in with a two on this one, and I'm really only giving one two just because I'm a big fan of Carolyn Monroe. And on top of that, 
I think we get some decent acting from some of the other people. I just think there's issues with not fleshing them out. And I'm also given kind of a point, or like a half a point or so, just because I thought the look of the killer was pretty cool. Yeah, that was kind of a cool killer, but he's not really... He should have been iconic, because they call him the Jester in the movie, but they never... Nobody calls him that, but that's the name on, like, Wiki. Yeah, right. But that was kind of a cool moniker to go, the Jester. Yeah, no, for sure. But, um... Let me get mine. Like, I didn't think... I gave it a two. Uh, I didn't think there was really a lot of great acting in this movie at all, really. Um, I guess Marty was okay. But, honestly, it's it's average. It's not even average. It's, like, subpar. But since you said everybody was from another country, and they were putting on an American accent, I think I can give them two points for that. I mean, that's the best I can do. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man, what you got on cinematography look? Um, then for me, for cinematography, this one I really struggled with because we've kind of already talked about it, is that they were really poor with their lighting. I do think there's some fine cinematography when they actually have something well lit. And I'm also going to give some credit here for the effects, since that's where I'm going to kind of throw them into. So again, I came up with a two on this one as well. I think if they would have better lit some of this or actually used some of the cinematography to kind of tell some of the story, this could have been much higher, but I had to go, you know, with a two here. All right. Um, I think I'm going to give it a two also because I might give it a 2.5, actually, just for the kills because I did like some of the kills. Yeah. But you can't right. see anything. Like you were saying, man, you can't see a lot of this movie and then... So there's no way I can give it a, a positive if you can't even see what's going on for the cinematography. But I did enjoy the kills, especially the two that we mentioned, the tub and the, and the uh, bed scene. So because of that, I think I can give them a 2.5 just for that. Right. But really, it could be less than that just because of the lighting. Because the lighting was so bad that I didn't understand what was even happening at points. So 2.5 is the best I can do. All right. And then for music... This one, again, I came in with another two on this one, and I'm only giving it that because I liked the whimsical music when they were doing, like, the prank thing or anything like that, but it doesn't work outside of those points. And I also like the Friday the 13th music, but I can't give too much credit there because you're borrowing music from another movie, so I can't give you credit for copying somebody. So I think it fits at times, but... I still have to go, you know, a below average score because it's not original. No, that's fair enough, man. Okay, for me, I'm, I'm going to be pretty close to you again. I'm going to give it a two. Uh, it's not a great score to me. The best stuff is the stuff they copied from Friday the 13th. <laughs> so right. I really didn't like, and I'm missing it a lot. I didn't like that music at all. I didn't like the, uh, the real goofy, uh, playful, you yeah. know, 80s teen comedy movie music. I didn't think that fit. So tonally, the music really is not good. <laughs> I mean, the best stuff is stuff you rip from somebody else. Right. So, <laughs> and I would definitely not be looking up these songs. So I, the best I could possibly do is a two on this category. So I'm gonna give it a two. Uh, okay. And that song almost made it a one because okay. I hate that song so much. <laughs> but I'm yeah. gonna give it a two. Okay. <laughs> Final answer. Okay. And then for the story and plot, this one, I like the setting of the school, even though, you know, it's closed and it has been for some time. I think it makes for some interesting set pieces, even though there's parts of it that don't necessarily make sense. 
But I was also really bothered that they didn't flesh out any of the characters and make it way where I could kind of figure out who was who. So I came in with a 1.5 for the story and plot. Oh, uh, that's that's fair. <laughs> what we got, that's pretty fair. I'm going to give it a 2. It really could be a 1, but I'm going to give it a 2. It's an okay plot. It's an okay story. But like you said, they didn't flesh it out at all. And there's too many characters. We could have cut a lot of these characters out. And just focused in on a handful and then we could have really had a story here but then also we got three directors who are all inputting three different movies and writing three different movies and trying to combine them so it's it's hard to do anything higher than a two so I'm gonna give it a two because I kind of like the story arc but then at the end it gets weird so the best I could possibly give it is a two because there's too many movies going on and the themes are so split between the directors so i'm gonna go with a two okay and then for experience this is actually going to be a surprising since all of my scores were below average but i came into this being like all right this is probably going to be a mindless slasher i'm just going to turn my brain off and just enjoy it and that's kind of what i did just because the deaths were cool i liked the look of the killer like i had said so i actually came in with a three just because despite my flaws and issues with it i had fun with this movie oh wow okay well, I actually am going to top that, and I'm going to give it a four from my experience. Even though I couldn't see anything, once we really crank up some of these kills, I feel like we got some, some really good kills. And I, I'm sorry, man, I didn't want to cut you off if you weren't done. Oh, no, no, yeah, that's okay. all I had. But I think we got some really good kills. And, um, <laughs> no, you're good. Like I said, that, that, uh, bed, that uh, electric orgasm scene was pretty incredible. And the tub scene was, was good, but the <laughs> I love that scene. Yep. And exactly. I don't know. I'm. I'm I, I could probably give it a three, honestly. Three is probably more realistic yeah. than a four. But uh, that one scene was just incredible. <laughs> so I might give it a. I might give it more, but it could have been a lot better. It really could have. So I, you know what? I'm actually going to stay at a 3.5. I'm not going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a 3.5 for the experience. Yeah. <laughs> but I just wish they could have put more time into the story and cut some characters. And we really could have had something here, maybe. Now, instead, we just have, like, a little fun with this story, but we don't really get what, what we probably could have got if they would have came together and, and decided on one script instead of three different ones. But it is what it is. It's going to be a 3.5 for my experience. Yeah, no, i right there with you. Same exact boat. And let me ask you, man, would you, would you recommend this thing? What would be your recommend? Would you recommend it? I would. I would actually, this would be one that if I had friends over and we wanted to just watch like a mindless slasher, especially because there's nudity, we can have some drinks and we can just laugh along with it at times. I would recommend it for like things like that. If somebody's like, I really want to watch a great movie, I'm going to be like, yeah, don't do this one. Like, yeah, I'm with you on that, man, because this, it's some fun to be had here, but it's not a well-made movie at all. Yes. And I would also recommend it for if you're like a cinephile and you're really wanting to dig deep, then this would be a movie for your deep, your deep dig, your deep dive into horror. This wouldn't be like like David was saying. This isn't a movie where you want the best horror movie possible. This is more of a just a fun experience to have if you're real. But you got to be a cinephile and really be in trash movies because this is kind of a trash movie. Something with a little more substance. Yeah, you're yeah. not looking for substance in this at all. You're looking for nothing. So, yeah, I would recommend it, but you have to be one of those kind of people for me to recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it for your average for person, sure. but 
anybody that's just trying to have some fun and loves movies and just looking at some stuff off the beaten path, this is definitely something for you to check out. But it's not a well-made movie. I don't want to pretend it is. So is there anything else you want to cover, man? Oh, yeah, the ratings. Yeah, we got to rate these. Sorry. <laughs> I don't really have anything else. I would just say that my rating for this movie overall would be a six. My fault, man. Yeah. No, no, I just, just thought about that. I looked at my notes and I was like, oh, wait, I have a rating. Yeah, but I came in with a six on this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, like I said, fun movie. So I came in with a six out of ten on this movie as my, like, overall rating. So, I mean, I probably would end up being around, like, a lower 60s if we're gonna do like you know the full like out of like a 100 percent type thing. i'm gonna be a little lower than that man all right and out of 100 i'm probably gonna be closer to a 50 percent okay maybe a little lower yeah just because of the, the issues i had with the movie but i mean just because the movie's rated that low yeah. i mean it doesn't mean it's not you can't have fun with it so even though it's a 50 i'm still gonna say it's a it's a fun movie to check out it's worth the check out if if you're a cinephile. Not if you're a regular movie watchers, because movie watchers may not enjoy this. Oh, as for much. sure. But all right, man, that's all I got. You want to go ahead and close it out? All right. Well, then, well, this is David from, you know, Journey with a Cinephile, a horror movie podcast, and I'm with. This is your main man, Jake, from Doug Mariachi Studios. I'm here representing Guitar Case Fully Reviews podcast, and this is us signing out. And don't forget, be one of us. Come. On a journey with a cinephile. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Sidequest. I think cinephiles are, are on this other end of the spectrum. But I think a cinephile is more of a student of cinema. A movie lover is going to be less discriminated. Sidequest. Drink some of this, Michael. Be one of us. Sometimes that is better. I'm sick. You've seen one too many movies. No. Don't you blame the movie! Side quest. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Okay. Show me. Side quest. The podcast. You opened it. We came. It's just a podcast. We'll review your movie from every angle. Side quest.